Welcome back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Halfway home, hour two of On the Block on your Tuesday. Thanks for dialing us in. Thanks for tuning in. As always, uh, if you have thoughts on anything in the show, 402-464-5685. That is the Starter Heyman Hotline, but it's also the Honda of Lincoln Hotline where we go right now. We welcome in Steve Sipple. You hear him right here on 93.7 The Ticket every morning on Early Break with Sip and Jake. Also read his work writing about Nebraska football four on three sip before we get into some nebraska discussion we got into the the top five quarterbacks of all time discussion lay out your top five nfl quarterbacks in history for us oh don't do that to me uh, we're doing it to you i mean you gotta you got i mean the list has to have johnny unitas right hey my man see see, uh, sip, see how we think alike my friend you're, you got an S in your name. I got an S in my name. We put the Johnny U in there. I had him number two. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you have, I mean, I would think that Austin would be on board with that. It's in there. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, being a Colts fan. Um, who, uh, Joe Montana has to be on any list. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady, ha- Brady has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be. I mean, Brady, I almost have to put one. So there's three that you have to have. Yeah. Now, who do you have to have on there besides them? Who am I missing? So you're missing like Elway. Um, you're I missing Man- Manning, Dan Marino, Favre. Oh, Marino. Put Marino on there and put Favre on there. Oh, you missed me by one. Okay. I, yeah, I, 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 I had no. We we were in the same vein, but I, I I had I had Manning in there as opposed to Favre. But yeah, no, I like. See, I just go. I, yeah, I like Favre better than Manning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's that wasn't. And I'm not a huge NFL fan, guys. I'm not. Mm. I'm not I mean, I kind of quit following it. Oh, in the '90s. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's, I followed it closely up until then. But I worked Sundays for so many years. I missed so many games. So. I just kind of fell out of it. And, and recently, because of my, you know, Jake Sorensen, my co-host, he loves the NFL, so I've kind of picked back up into it now, just for the show's purposes. Mm. For sure. Well, as we look at, at Sunday's Super Bowl, when you when you look at the players on the field or you hear about the coaches and what they're doing, is right. there anything Nebraska football can learn from the Chiefs and the Eagles to, to make them a more successful program? Yeah, I mean, I, there's probably a lot of things, Austin. That I mean, just with, I mean, just start in broad terms, attention to detail. Those teams were, I mean, when you watch it, they were magnificent, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and I would say also just physicality. Um, if I were the running backs coach for Nebraska, I'll give you a, something specific. If I were Nebraska's running backs coach, I would cut up all the tape of Isaiah Pacheco. And I'd say, watch how he runs. I'm not asking you to run exactly like him, but with run the, the ferociousness with which he plays, that would be one thing um, I'd point out. I think I would cut up those the, the Phillies' ability on fourth and short. You know, with the quarterback sneaks that are you know I think they're 33 to 37 this year mm-hmm. um, in conversion. A fourth and one, which just if you think about, is it, really—I mean, it's really good—and uh, how low they get, 
and their ability to drive block. Those are a couple, those are things that come to mind. What else? I'm trying to think of more Kansas City. Well, I mean, <laughs> if I were a coaching staff, I'd study Andy Reid all the time. I mean, Andy Reid, oh, yeah, the plays. I don't know. I've never seen Nebraska. Maybe they do it. But those plays that the Chiefs ran in the red zone where they put the receiver in the receiver sold motion, really, in fact, went in motion for seven or eight steps and then peeled outside. So he started outside, motioned inward, and peeled back out. Twice they did it, and twice the guys were wide open for touchdowns. That That's something I haven't seen at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm more on one of them, and the other one I can't say the guy's name, um, but they sold it so well. Um, So those are things that come to mind. As you look at both of those offenses specifically and project out this coming season for Nebraska, do you think it's more, you know, quick passing like the Chiefs, or do you think it's a a dual-threat quarterback look and a strong run game like the Eagles? Well, I, I... I think you can do a little bit of both, Austin. And, mm-hmm. and I know Marcus Satterfield has said, he told the Omaha high school coaches that um, they're going to do a lot of short passes, a lot of, oh, what do you call them? He had a name for those um, routes, but stick routes or something. I think he said stick routes where they, sticky routes, sticky mm-hmm. routes, where they're just quick, easy passes. And it's mostly just, It's all about, he said, getting first down. That's the name of the game. So, yeah, that. But but I think they do want to have quarterback runner. They wouldn't have got. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have recruited. They wouldn't have gotten Jeff Sims out of the transfer portal. So I think a little bit of both. But I definitely think they want to incorporate quarterback run. So, and that's and that now. How much is the question? How much would somewhat depend on? Who's the quarterback? I mean, if it's Sims, I think you'll see it. Quite a bit of quarterback run, design quarterback run. If it's Casey, I don't know if you'd see as much of it. But I would emphasize that Casey can run. He's a he, he, Listen, his dad, I talked to his dad, Charles, on occasion. And Charles will emphasize to you that when Casey came out of high school, the knock on him was he's a runner, but not can he pass. And then when he transferred out of Texas, it was, he's a passer, but can he run? So he can run. I mean, he's not, we've seen, he's not super fast. He doesn't run like Sims, but, you know, he's, he's kind of built to run um, lower to the ground. Pretty tough guy. He can stick his nose in there. Yeah, uh, Sip, I have one question because um, obviously the Raiders um, didn't play and do as well as they did this year, but... Derek Carr, Derek Carr has a no trade clause, which he uh, said basically, I ain't going nowhere. Uh, he held on to the to the doors, and he was not getting pulled out by any form <laughs> or any stretch of the imagination. But nonetheless, he's probably going to be released. It could have already happened at this point. Uh, they're talking about possibly being released. Where did you see a guy like him? Uh, going if he is released, who is who, what is it? What is a good fit for a Derek Carr? A lot of places. I mean, I still think he. I still think he can play. Um, New Orleans. I, have, have, I, I probably saw his name attached to the Saints. Mm-hmm. That would be a spot. Wouldn't wouldn't the Buccaneers be a possibility? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I he could go. I mean, wherever is a hey. 
Patrick? You know what my answer is? Don't overthink it. Wherever a quarterback's needed, he'd be one, he'd be one of the first guys you'd look at, right? I yeah, would, especially not having to take that salary in full. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll be one. He'll want to prove himself. So he's still got miles left. I think he. I think he's a good teammate. From what I, I mean, I, I think he is. So like, yeah. what? What I mean, what about? Austin, I mean, come on. What about your team? What about the Colts? We've been on this quarterback, you know, carousel for far too long. Derek Carr, I talked myself out of last offseason. At this point, a quarterback with a pulse that can throw the ball more than 15 yards downfield, I'm more than willing to take a flyer on. Well, that's, (laughs) I mean, he's got, I mean, he's that. I would think the Colts would look at him. I know I'm very familiar with what's happened in Indy. And it has been sort of embarrassing at the quarterback position yeah. um, to where you're playing that, that former Texas quarterback. I mean, come on. What are we doing? Who would you take? What are we doing? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I read a lot about Indy this year. I was amazed by how, how badly they botched that position. It's, it's incredible. Week in, week out, I am left rolling my eyes, laughing, crying, Everything about it. But you, you said the words prove themselves a few times. And there are four prospects from Nebraska football's roster this last year that I think have a, you know, a shot to be drafted in Trey Palmer, Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis, and Travis Vokowak. If you look at that group of four guys, who do you think has the best shot at sticking around and, and finding a role at the next level? I think Trey, for obvious reasons. He's got to be drafted the highest of those guys. I don't think he would fall past the fourth round. I don't know if anybody else would creep, creep their way into the fourth. So, and you know, he's, he's got electrifying, you know, everybody knows about Trey. He's got electrifying speed. I like, the other thing, I'm, there's a couple intangibles I really like about Trey, um, other than just the obvious. He is very competitive, and he is very confident. I mean, Trey is a, is a confident. I mean, I think Strick's been around him. He's exceedingly confident. He, he has no doubt about his abilities. I mean, he was a fabulous athlete in high school, track athlete. I mean, I think he could have played. Now, Strick can identify with this. I think Trey could have played Major League Baseball as a shortstop. Um, so, or, or, you know, I mean, I think he was an in, a middle infielder, but he played shortstop and he was good. Um, so Sip, real quick, one of the things though Trey has to do is like what an infielder would do. If a ball is hit short, you have to go and attack it, right? You have to go get it before it takes you and it gives you that 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 tricky hop maybe off the end of the infield. If you're playing on dirt or maybe on turf, it, it catches a, a a seam or something and darts on you, right? So right. that's where I think he has to work in this offseason is really with his hands going up and grabbing balls. Cause I think a lot, especially in the NFL, cause guys are going to be there. Yeah. If, 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 if you don't go and stretch out and, and grab the ball and hand the ball more than you body the ball, you're going to yeah. miss more of them. And I think that's a problem that he had this year as far as some of his catches. 100%. And then I think also with Trey, there's a physicality question that he still has to answer. I mean, I heard it, from the LSU riders when he got here, like they said, hey, you can't run him on the jet sweep. He goes down too easy. And if you look at the jet sweeps, he did. He goes down pretty easy. He's not a very, he's not a very physical player. Mm. And, I mean, you know, with all guys, virtually anybody you're assessing, 
I'm not knocking him. I mean, I just said I think he'll be a third or fourth rounder. But every guy you evaluate has things that they can improve. And I think Trey has to get a little more physical, bigger, probably a little stronger, more physical in that league. We all, come on. I mean, you, I mean I'm, I'm astounded when I watch the NFL, how physical it is. And that he's going to, I think he's going to have to, you know what? I think he'll have to take it a couple notches that way. Take it a couple notches up that way. Get stronger and get a little bit more of a, a, a vicious mentality. When you last thing for you here, Steve, before we let you go and we get to the crossover with the old school crew here, looking at Nebraska football for this next season, you mentioned Trey Palmer speed and that he needs to get, you know, more physical for the NFL. This next season's Nebraska team. Does it need to get faster? I mean, obviously the answer is going to be both, but if you could pick one, would it be better for Nebraska to get faster or to get stronger in year one under Matt rule? Whatever. I mean, however you want to characterize well, not fast. They just need to get bigger and stronger in the trenches. That's, I just think that's that's the most critical element in football. Period. But all, but it becomes even more of a factor in the Big Ten. So no, I I think what you're seeing is an emphasis on speed. But I don't know that 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 they're. I mean, these guys have talked often. These coaches have talked a lot about size and what rule likes up front they like they do like size and just and being being tough in the trenches i I, i'm always going to say that's where it has to start and let's face it right now they're a little light on both Mm -hmm. sides not light and experience on the offensive side they they have plenty of guys with experience and not even light physically just just haven't done it they haven't been very good up front and then on defense, they're a little light numbers-wise and a little light size-wise. I mean, they're not – Ty Robinson obviously has a requisite size. But they're not – I just mean – I think they need to they need to add size and numbers and numbers. There you go. It's Steve Sipple. You hear him every morning here on Early Break on 93.7 The Ticket. Also catch his writing about Nebraska football at On3. Steve, appreciate the time. Uh, you know, get some rest tonight. Have another great day with Jake tomorrow morning. Thank you, Austin, and thanks for having me on, guys. All right, Sip. All right, see you later. Yep. There he goes. Steve Sipple, the man. The myth? We already know he's a legend. <laughs> we know Steve that Sipple. about Sip. Hey, bring back the mullet, Steve Sipple. <laughs> Shut up, Sipple. We, we, but we love you. We like when you talk on the block. Uh, we've got to take a quick break. We have the old school crew that will be joining us coming up next. Uh, we don't know who's in the building, but somebody's in the building. DP's They'll be here, in. at least. DP is here. And uh, we'll be right back. 93.7 The Ticket. Ticketfm.com. On the block.